boys and girls, to a, another episode of Chicken Bone Alley brought to you by SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, RK Motorsports Consulting, and Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Yes, sir. Some mouthful. What's up, guys? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up, y'all? Hey, uh, we, um, I'm just going to let y'all guys know because me and Sterling have been sitting here talking about it. This is the last time y'all were going to hear us on this. Mic set up. Yeah, I don't think it. From what I hear, it don't sound too bad. And it no, really it, doesn't. It, it don't. But it's just harder to set up up here. Um, maybe have to, or the way you have to do it. I don't really do any setup because I don't. I, it, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be able to hear us if I was doing it. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Got us a new little a little doohickey or whatever uh, mixer or something. Yeah, we got a we're getting a um an actual podcast mixer. So uh, a Zoom podcast mixer so we're moving up uh it's all right paying us too much we gotta we gotta slow down we gotta slow down um so uh (laughs) but what it uh, what is going to allow us to do which is which is really the reason behind getting it um is that it's portable and and our setup here is portable but not as easily portable as this new setup will be um i can the new one i can literally for phone calls and everything, I can line straight into my phone and just very easy, very easy. Yeah, that'd be and, nice. and and we can go to the racetrack, yeah, and set up and we can do live podcasts from the track or yeah, live interviews, whatever. Live interviews and Mike can DJ some at the track instead of DJing at weddings. Yeah, that'd be that'd be more my my speed. We we got goals, we got goals, yeah. people. <laughs> anyway oh well i'm gonna go ahead and get right into it because uh there's this new big old big old black thing sitting out there in the in the in, the, in your parking lot out here <laughs> in the parking lot yeah 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 so uh i had to get me had to get me something a little more a little more pulling power there um you know part on a machine shop here in florence and um you know i've had i've had diesels and you know, twenty five hundreds and stuff, you know, forever, and um, I was having trouble with mine. I mean, the other one, and I sold it. Well, uh, bought a Ford two fifty, and had nothing but problems with it. Brand new, but had nothing but problems with it. Don't I ain't, so. I ain't knocking all you Ford lovers, but I'm Don't just saying so. that was a, <laughs> that was a, that was a lemon for show. Um. So anyway, I got out of that, and you know, I decided, well, okay, I don't really need no two fifty. I just get a fifteen hundred because, you know, the the new trucks are, especially the twenty five hundreds or whatever, are ridiculously expensive. So I was like, well, okay, I'll just get me a fifteen hundred, and that'll pull fine for what I needed to pull. And I was wrong. I don't think they they do not gear the regular old fifteen hundreds Chevrolet trucks like they used to. I think they detune them more now because. You know the technology is coming along and getting better and better. It shouldn't be getting worse. So I think they detune them now just to get you to buy a bigger truck. Obviously so because I mean you know we pull in the work you know the company trailer going up to Raleigh, which is about three hour ride, ain't too far. Going to get some rolls to to, to repair and all, and coming back we're getting six miles to the gallon coming yeah. back. And I mean them rolls were they were probably a couple thousand pounds a piece. wasn't a whole lot to them. I mean, ain't no more than towing a, you know, like pulling another truck. Exactly. I did not like it at all. And uh, so anyway, um, looked up and found a found a good uh, 3500 dually. 
2018, so it's, hey, it's it's still in about brand new shape. So we're good to go. It all, I don't have no problem pulling now. Low miles on it, so it's bad. This 2018 had less miles on it than your 2000. What was that? 20. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Do a lot of riding. <laughs> <laughs> these racetracks, you got to travel a little bit to get all these racetracks and all these plants and everything around here. So yeah, we got to travel some, but but that was good. Uh, we were there forever, though. Good Lord. I don't know anybody, you know, everybody that goes and buys a vehicle. The, Jesus, it takes a long time. This was uh, last Wednesday. Have you got your paperwork yet? I mean, have they finished it yet? Because it was no. taking a while. No, it still ain't got the printer fixed. <laughs> Dude, we was in there for it. We, we got there at uh, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, yep. And we finally left there at About uh, eight. 8. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, bad. I mean, yeah, that was, uh, they were nice, don't get me wrong, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything was good there. They just, you know, the finance manager, people were out, and some other dudes having to step in and do it. And, man, it took a while. But, anyway, it was all good. Got it done. Had a brand new Shelby Mustang in there. That was crazy. Um, I've never seen a sticker on the window be marked out and marked up $20,000. I've never seen that. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it was a little more than that. Because that thing said the MSRP on was like 89, I want to say it was. And uh, they had a sticker beside it. It showed what MSRP is, and it said dealer markup. Uh, I think they had it for 110, 115, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, um, I think I'd at least talk them back down to MSRP on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to pay over that. But <laughs> but um, uh, the guy was telling us they sell them. Sell them left yeah, and people right come like in that. and get them. They, hey. I guess you can't get them very much around here, so mark it up, and they'll pay it, whatever. Uh, there's so many people that are collectors of cars like that that I guess they just, they're and they know there's not so many of them, so they're like, you know, well, they get one. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. So I, I, I didn't buy a Ford, but I bought it from a Ford dealership, so I guess that's okay. Maybe. I hope. I hope it didn't have the Ford curse. I hope it didn't. I hope the that that uh Ford beside it didn't rub off on it or nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, they, they, they typically ain't nothing wrong with Ford. But whew, them last one, that last one you had was. Yeah. It, I think it stayed in the shop more than you drove it. Yeah, I promise you did. Oh uh, well, anyway, that about summed up our last week. That was kind of whatever other than that. So yeah. Um, I ain't done nothing. I've gone to physical therapy and. Yeah, well, we hung out yesterday, went to church. It was I good. Think my, I, think, I think my arm getting better. My shoulder's yeah, getting a little better, though. You can do jumping jacks now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not, but yeah. I can see you doing it right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was good. Good weekend, good weather around here, thankfully. And, um, and uh, you know, had us a weekend off from traveling because we were, we were on the road for three weeks going to racetracks all over and you know that was a blast we loved loved being able to do it but we had to settle back down to home for a little bit and save Damn back man. up a little bit to go back again yeah for sure and went to church sunday morning and i got a story to tell about church <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is uh this was quite funny my son decided to go back he's 12 now so he decided to go back in youth group for the first time at at a church there and uh, he hadn't ever been in the youth group there. So uh, we left and stuff and riding in the car, um, went to pick up some food and stuff. And 
Asked him, so, uh, so what y'all do in church? What'd you learn? Oh, we was playing blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> what, son? He said we can't gamble, so we can play blackjack. <laughs> we can't gamble, we can play blackjack. And uh, I said, like, all right, well, other than playing blackjack, what did you learn? Um, Don't be a crackhead. <laughs> hey, at least he's learning about important stuff. I said, okay. Um, what else did you learn, son? Don't hook up with a gold digger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I might. Like, oh, I might need to go in his class. I don't I'm know. I'm telling you, jeez. Um, so I'm like, how about you circle all this back together for me and tell me how it all ties in together? So he finally yeah. got into it, and it was a good lesson. But it was just. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a little vague on what you yeah. what you ask him sometimes. The key points were a little concerning there for a minute. <laughs> it was funny. Um so well anyway, there was some uh there was some there was some racing, but uh it was mostly uh there was some rain this past weekend about everywhere. Yeah, you know, we we uh we struggled in that two weeks ago going to Cherokee and, and Bristol too. It was just nothing but rain, so they carried it on this weekend too again. Um, rain at Bristol again and rain in Martinsville. Sure did. And uh before we get into talking about Bristol too much, um got a guy that was there firsthand. Um, let's go ahead and go to the phone line and talk to him. Ladies and gentlemen, on the line with us now we got a buddy of ours that uh that has made his rounds through racing and uh Done some big stuff and now is really taking on the dirt world, but also still in the asphalt world. Mr. Joey Calder. Joey, what's going on, my man? Uh, not too much. Made my rounds. That's the nicest way I've ever been called old in my life. I, <laughs> no, think. I like it. Hey. I'm going hey, to stick to that. <laughs> well, we're, well, we are older than you, so, uh, so, <laughs> so, so it's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the funny things about racing is that like when I got in stock cars, I was 16, and everybody thought my parents were crazy for putting me in a stock car when I was 16. Uh, and now I've 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 raced against kids that were 10 or 12 years old before, so it's uh, just one don't, of those things. Don't that make you feel older? Like like the other week when um the the first go around there with the with the late models and stuff at Bristol, that kid that won the uh won the crate late model classes he was what like 12 years old or something 13 years old <laughs> yeah god yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah i uh <laughs> I, I i i don't know how how they do it i mean i uh i know what i was like when i was 12 years old um and uh let's just say i probably wasn't mentally capable <laughs> of dealing with with that uh and then you know i would, i got two daughters one of them's four and I just can't imagine her being 12 and me going, yeah, go, go for it. That'd be fun, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, hey, whatever whatever works out, obviously he's, he's got something figured out. He's pretty good at it. Apparently so. Well, cool, man. Well, man, we appreciate you coming on here today and hanging out with us and, uh, you know, all that fun stuff. Sure appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. Well, I want to uh, – Let's go back a little bit. You know, as I said, you've been a name in the racing world for quite a while now, obviously. Um, but I want to, because like you, fortunately, um, our audience is kind of divided up somewhat between asphalt and dirt. 
uh, predominantly, mostly, but they're divided up a little bit. But I want to go back on you in racing a little bit. What You just said you got started at 16, but uh, tell us where you really got your start at in racing. Yeah, so actually uh, I got, got into stock cars when I was 16, uh, but basically uh, before that um, I started racing go-karts when I was eight uh, and ran uh, ran in the WK Horseman Gold Cup Series, which was four-cycle, you know, Briggs and Stratton engines and road course. Uh, so we did that for five or six years um, and then started dabbling in in some short track stuff down in Florida where I grew up. Um, and actually the first stock car I ever drove was like a 1987 Buick Regal in the bomber class. Um, they called them cyclones. It was at Hialeah Speedway. Um, that was the first stock car I ever drove. First place I ever raced a car. And, uh, then we, we did that a couple times and then went up to, uh, the Florida pro truck series or fast truck series at the time. Uh, which was basically uh, a street stock, you know, style class, um, but truck bodies. And we ran all over the state of Florida and um, won some races doing that. And uh, and that was when I was, you know, 16, going on 17 or so. And then uh, went and ran a couple years in the Hooters Pro Cup Series, uh, which was probably the, uh, if I could go back and not make a decision that would have been one I wouldn't have, I would not make again. Uh, it was just, uh, it was just way, way, way too big of a jump, um, for where I was at and where, you know, we were at as, as kind of this, uh, team, so to speak, you know, cause once, once we got into stock car racing, it, it was above and beyond what my dad and I could handle, you know, we could do the go-kart stuff just fine, but, uh, when it got into stock cars and, and that kind of stuff got a little more complicated, we, we had to start bringing in other people to help keep us going in the right direction. So we got into Hooters Pro Cup and, you know, we're racing against guys like Shane Huffman, Gary St. Amont, Clay Rogers, Bobby Gill. Uh, I mean, just uh, Benny Gordon. I could name hundreds of them. But uh, it was a tough, really, really, really tough series at the time. And uh, I was not prepared by any means for that. So we uh, we took some licks and, and, and had a couple, two, two pretty rough seasons. Uh, went through a few crew chiefs and then got hooked up with Harold Holly, who to this day is still my crew chief. Um, so him and I started working together in 2009. Uh, we got rid of the Pro Cup stuff, uh, picked up some sponsorship and went ARCA racing for two years. Uh, we won a race in Berlin in 2010. Uh, at the end of that season, um, I got a email from the uh, head office lady at RCR um, saying that they wanted to meet to talk about uh, me driving a truck for them in 2011. I thought it was a joke. <laughs> um, my my dad said, "Hey, did you respond to that email yet?" And I said, "No, it's probably fake." Um, but thankfully, we uh, we responded, talked to him, and ended up over at RCR for for two years. Um, ran the truck series in 2011 and 2012 for Richard. We were rookie of the year in 2011, uh, and then 2012 we won a race at Pocono, finished third in the points, um, and uh, went to KBM the following year. 
and got a really good taste of what people mean when they say racing is a roller coaster. So we went from uh, being one of the most competitive uh, driver crew chief combos, because again, Harold's my crew chief through all of this. Um, oh, yeah. We went from being super competitive in 2012 to uh, couldn't get out of our own way in 2013. Wow. Um, add that to some bad luck and, and just a bunch of a bunch of circumstances that added up to uh, not to be in our favor. We had a pretty pretty miserable year, um, but all uh, you know, looking back at it, it's all a learning experience. Um, That's right. I got to you know I, I can I can say I got to drive for for Richard Childers and Kyle Busch, and um, which funny part is is that uh, when Richard and Kyle had their had their little uh, conversation, we'll call it. Um, yeah <laughs> back at kansas i was the truck that kyle ran into that's right <laughs> to to get that all going so um that was kind of the fun part about 2012 or 2011 was after all that happened i was oh you're that guy uh, that, <laughs> hold so i was watch. that guy for yeah yeah i was the hold your watch guy for 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 a year um but then uh 2014 um sponsorship was obviously just getting harder and harder to find um i was pretty much out at the end of 2013 and then gms was just forming a truck team coming out of the arca series uh, so they hired me to drive for them uh, and help build that team so we got a bunch of trucks uh, some of them were actually the trucks i drove in at rcr because we, we we bought all of the, most of their stuff wow uh, helped gms get that set up um Harold at the time switched over to starting to build a dirt uh, dirt program that was a little bit more serious. Uh, I hadn't started racing dirt until 2012. Um, never never even been on dirt until 2012. So when the truck stuff and the NASCAR stuff was getting getting to where it w- was going to be harder for me to be around unless something drastic changed, uh, Harold started working on building us some dirt stuff. Uh, that we could start running all over the country and uh sure enough the the rest of the bottom fell out uh 2014 uh, so i managed the team for gms i managed the 33 truck in 2015 and uh was dirt racing part-time and then 2016 um, i left there and we went full-time world of outlaws racing uh, on the late model side and uh again one of those that uh, that decision I would do again, even though we were way, 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 way behind the curve. Um, you know, that's the, I, I knew already that that's the level of dirt racing I wanted to be able to compete at. Uh, mm-hmm. so what better way to do it than just dive right in. Right. That's right. Uh, so we, uh, we ran world outlaws for two years. Um, as Harold says, took a bunch of shots to the face got our teeth kicked in a little bit, but, but learned a lot. And when we stopped touring, we were able to pick up a couple wins in the, uh, Ray Cook Southern national series and an ultimate win and Carolina clash win. So it's been, uh, been real good for us, you know, in that aspect, it, it did get us up to speed faster than I think we would have, if we didn't go that out. Um, but yeah, been, been dirt racing ever since and dabbling in some pavement stuff still. My dad and I have owned some pavement late models, uh, for, for quite a while. And, uh, the guy that, that handles that, Randy Renfro, he, he went and got a, a tour type, uh, modified to run in the smart modified tour in the Southeast. 
we went and gave that a shot for one race last year and ended up setting the track record and qualifying on the pole and winning the race. So Yeah, right here uh, at our home track, right, right about five minutes down the road yeah. from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of a kind of a surprise and, and it really was exciting for me because at the time that that time um in 20 let's see 2019 and 2020 i think i only ran seven or eight races total um where in 29 or 2018 i ran 60 um so the driving for me really dropped off the last couple years with moving out here to texas and starting a family and things like that uh and then just uh, having the opportunity to get some some big names in our dirt car, uh, I kind of wanted to see what would happen when you know when we added somebody with a ton of dirt experience. Um, and uh, you know, for the most part, it worked out. But uh, hopefully, start driving some more, both the dirt and the pavement side, and, and just keep plugging away. So that's kind of the the long long answer of a really really long uh 20 or so years driving hey uh, that's, that's what we need <laughs> that's how we get to know you <laughs> so yeah that's perfect. That, that's perfect um so that leads us up to now now um you know you got your your ride there and and we've seen you at select few races or select races and and like you said you got other people in the car what is what is the actual deal now what what are um how many races are you looking to run and how many races are you looking to have other people in your cars and stuff like that? So it's right now we're, we're kind of just going a month at a time. Um, you know, we had, uh, Brandon Overton drove our car in the dirt side, uh, for a season and, uh, won a bunch of races. I think, I think they ended up winning 15 races, including the, the USA 100 there at Virginia motor speedway, uh, won a, uh, uh, Schaefer's Oil Southern Nationals uh, Championship. Uh, like I said, like 15 races total, I think. So there's a lot of a lot of success with Brandon in the car, but the the chemistry just wasn't quite there. And uh, he got an opportunity to 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 do something closer to where he lives, and you know, driving back and forth from Georgia to Charlotte's a bit of a haul. So uh, you know, we we shook hands, high fived, and. Uh, went our separate ways, um, had, uh, uh, Pearson Lee Williams, he drove, he, he's been working with us for a long time, uh, before he drove and, uh, he, he ran about, uh, a full season with us, just trying to get him some experience, really hard worker, good, good driver. Um, and, uh, then he got an opportunity again to do something closer to home. Uh, Chris Madden drove for us for like three days. <laughs> um, that was that was that was cool, I guess. Um, but that, that's that's the story of Chris Madden, though, isn't it? <laughs> uh, apparently, you know, I uh, don't want to get too deep into it, but yeah, that was that was <laughs> yeah. that was a nice. I got to buy him lunch, cook him dinner one time at the racetrack, and that was about it. So uh, after that, I I kind of threw my hands up and was like, all right, let's take a step back and uh, let's regroup a little bit. Um, you know, it's a hard full time dirt race and it's it's tough on on the drivers, the crews. Uh so it's hard to find, you know, a lot of a lot of good help around the shop and stuff. So that's kinda where we were at. And uh another kid that had been working with us forever helping us hang bodies, Matthew Nance, he raced locally, uh, doesn't live too far from the shop and um started 
I mean, he's been running really well in crate cars and, uh, he built himself a super motor and started running good. So I said, well, you know what? I can't be there all the time. Let's, let's give him a shot. So right now on the dirt side, Matthew and I are kind of splitting the ride and, uh, trying to focus more on, you know, races like an ultimate series, Carolina clash, uh, Schaefer's oil stuff. And then, you know, when the big guys come to town, uh, we'll go, go run with those guys. And then when I get, a wild hair and decide to do something crazy, we'll show up at Bristol um, <laughs> and, and try to try our hand with the, with the best of the best. But yeah, that's, that's kind of the plan on the dirt side uh, for right now. Yeah. We've, uh, we actually have seen Matthew the past couple of weekends. Um, we were up at friendship and he run, I think he had top five up there. If that's right. Uh, yeah. He ran good. Mm-hmm. Ran good. Yep. And then he turned around, came right over here to Lakeview and had another good run this past weekend. So. So that's a, yeah, yeah, uh, right off the point till it went bad. Yeah, um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but right that's, until, until that's part of it. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would much rather, I'd much rather have to get on the phone with him and say, you know, hey, hey, buddy, back it down a little bit, than than have to get on the phone and, and push him harder. And that's, uh, you know, that, that's that's Matthew. And it's funny because when you talk to him, he's He's really quiet. He's really calm, cool, and collected. Um, but when he puts his helmet on, he, he's a he's a different animal. He's he's got a lot of drive and, and a lot of passion for for running good. And that uh, you know, if you give somebody a long enough straightaway, that'll show up. That, that's typically how it always seems. It seems like the guys are quiet outside the car, and like like Matthew Nance, like uh, Kyle Larson, even uh, them guys. You know, you go talk to them in the pits, and they're quiet and everything. All of a sudden, they get in the car, and it's just wide open. And it's awesome. I, I, don't, I don't know if that's just uh, how they let out everything or what it is, but I mean, uh, they make yeah. for some good drivers. It seems like. Yeah, it's uh, it's the automotive version of being bipolar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, it it seems to work. And I mean, I, I think what it is, those guys are the ones that are are the are just easily more focused. I think, you know, I think every, any, any professional driver is going to have some amount of focus, but I think the guys that are, that are really calm and, and collected outside the car, it's, it's a focus thing. And then they can, they can just concentrate on, on being aggressive and, and that kind of stuff once they get in the car. There you go. Well, that yeah. kind of, br- well, that kind of brings us into, uh, you know, a- another point we want to bring up with you. You're, uh, Driver development program that you're kind of you you are or that you are heading up and it's not just driver development it really I mean it's it's more the day to day stuff give it kind of tell us about that if you will Joy yeah so uh, back in 2015 uh, I started my own company called C4 Driver Optimization and the idea behind it was is to take driver coaching and kind of flip it over um, because most typical driver coaches or typical driver coaching, you know, the, the image everybody gets is a guy standing on top of the trailer or the spotter's towers, turn here, turn there, more brake, less brake, um, that kind of stuff. And it's helpful in a lot of cases, but as you get higher up, it's not what matters the most. Like, you know, once you've driven enough, um, you kind of get used to figuring things out. You know, you get to a racetrack you've never seen before and you, you kind of develop your own little way of learning that track, whether you recognize it's your system or not, it's another thing, but that's just typically how it works out. 
so what I try to do is go, okay, I'm going to try to teach people the complex stuff early so that when they get to a big opportunity, it's the, the line of thinking isn't so different. And so far, um, it's, it's worked out pretty good. So in 2018, uh, I teamed up with, uh, Austin Terrio, him and I raced late models a little bit together and then a few truck races here and there. Uh, cause as I was getting out, he was getting in. Um, and we, we renamed it and it's, uh, the company now is called driver fine. And it's the same concept. We focus on the Monday through Friday side of driving, um, how to prepare for a race, how to debrief after a race, which is to me, that's like the most untouched uh, potential for a driver is, is being able to go back and look at your whole weekend and learn from it. Um, there's a lot of drivers that, you know, take notes and do a little thing here and there, but it's not, it's not as in depth as it has to be as you get higher and higher up. So for those drivers looking to, to keep climbing the ladder, uh, we try to show them uh, kind of the more expert level approach to it. Uh, and when you start applying that to, to the lower divisions and things like that, um, it, it can, it can make a pretty big difference. And then, like I said, when you, when you get that shot to, to restart next to Kyle Bush or Kevin Harvick or something like that in a truck race or a late model race somewhere, you've got the tools to, to make it happen. And then one of them will hire you hopefully. There you go. That's pretty That's important it. stuff. I mean, you can't get no more important than that. Well, speaking of debriefing, um, I kind of want to make the announcement on here that through our friends over at SRI Performance, um, you know, we can, me and you kind of talked the other day, and uh, we're going to hit up a little partnership of our own here. And um, basically, you're going to debrief with us after after you race. The following yeah. podcast after that, so that's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I uh, it's it should be fun. I, I think it's you know again you don't I don't think you get to hear that a lot from drivers. I think most drivers probably don't either they either don't really do it or uh, they just don't like to talk about it, especially if it goes bad. But that's part of part of racing. You got to be able to learn from from the good weekends as much as you learn from the bad ones. I think you can actually learn more from the bad ones uh, than you can from the good ones sometimes. So if that's correct, we will learn an awful lot from <laughs> this past weekend at Bristol. All right, well, yeah. since you brought it up, let's go through it. What was the deal? Uh, well, I mean, basically we, uh, you know, we were, we got to go run there a couple weeks ago for the Bristol dirt nationals. And, uh, you know, at that event, we started off struggling. And uh, by the time we got to the B-Main on Saturday, we, we found a lot of speed. I got acclimated. That was my first time back in that car in probably four or five months. Um, the only driven before that was that modified. So uh, I definitely had some some dust to knock off and some cobwebs to clear out. So that was uh, a sum of it, um, but basically, when we left the Bristol Dirt Nationals, I was I was feeling pretty good. We passed passed thirteen or fourteen cars and featured, got us top ten. Um, so I was pretty happy with it. Um, going into uh, this weekend, the Bristol Bash World Outlaws, I knew obviously with it being an invite only, um, 
it was going to be extremely tough just to make the race. Um, there was 29 cars there. And I'm pretty sure I was the only one there that hadn't won a World Outlaws feature or a Lucas feature at some point. Um, so it was going to be tough. Uh, what I what really caught us off guard was just how different the track was and how terrible our setup was for that track condition. Because we basically started where we ended uh, a couple weeks ago. And right. we were just, I mean, left field doesn't describe it. We were, we were still in the parking lot, probably the wrong <laughs> parking lot. Uh, so we, you know, and again, it, it's such a complicated thing when, when the driver hasn't raced that much, like it, it's, you know, as I'm figuring things out and getting better, you know, the crew chief is constantly trying to get the car to where I want it. Well, I'm constantly changing because I'm figuring things out. The track's changing. Uh, I mean, with the weather we got, the, the car count being different, the, the track transition, very, very different, uh, right. especially on Sunday after when it rained all day Saturday. Uh, so we just never could get caught up. And then when we did get caught up, the racetrack changed, uh, you know, it got that really dry slick. So basically we had spent the previous day and a half trying to get turned in the grip. Now there was no grip. Uh, so we kind of had to backtrack a bunch and it was just, uh, we just got ourselves behind. And again, when you're trying to climb that big of a mountain, sometimes, uh, it just doesn't quite work out. Uh, and, and we just, we never, we never put it all together and, and had a good, a good heat race or a good B main or really a good hot lap session. It was kind of a, it was kind of just terrible all the way around, but sometimes that's, that's what you get when you race against the best in the country. That's right. Um, Absolutely. Well, what's the, I want to ask you this, Joe, I mean, cause you, you've run asphalt forever and, and, and now dirt now as, as much as you are. So in setup and in track change and, you know, your notebook has got to be way bigger as far as setup and, and understanding track change and all that in the dirt world versus asphalt. So, um, and like you just said, you're, you're trying to learn what to do to the car and what the car is doing. How much different is that? And you, and just in, in sitting in the seat from you being able to prepare for asphalt versus dirt. Uh, it's, it's completely a completely different mindset because just to start with, uh, an asphalt track, you know, is, it's basically wet, dry, hot, or cold. Right. Um, the pavement's new or it's wore out. You know, you're either you're either going to South Boston or you're going to like Greenville Pickens or Myrtle Beach or Hickory. Um, so, just on the track surface side, there's less variables. The where pavement racing, you know, the complexity ramps up is is you have to you have to do you have to take advantage of those less variables but you have to do it better than everybody else so if it's one groove on the bottom you have to run that one groove on the bottom better than everybody else and you have to do it 150 times (laughs) um dirt racing the variables are constantly changing so it's not so much about perfection as it is about about being you know the ability to adjust and being flexible with with your setups with your driving styles um, and being that first guy to find that one little strip 
of grip. Uh, so it's just two different, completely different approaches. Obviously, I'm much more familiar with the pavement side of it um, than I am with the dirt side. But it's it's harder to it's harder to just show up to a dirt race uh, and tune up because the, you just don't have the control over the environment like you do in pavement sometimes. So yep. it's uh it's frustrating for me because again I'm I'm kind of wired as a pavement driver. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out there, figure this out, and we're going to go fast. Well, haha, joke's on me. It doesn't really work that way. <laughs> right. We definitely, I mean, we, we've talked with some guys running late models and stuff on, on, on asphalt, and, you know, they'll look at their notes from the previous time they've been there, temperature's about the same, whatever. You know, they'll have the car pretty much set up, ready to go when they leave the shop, and, you know, just a little bit of stagger here and there, a little odd and end things, and, and, and they're fine. But like you just said, I mean, when you leave the shop, you don't know what kind of surface you're going to be on. Uh, so that's got to be definitely a, a major challenge uh, to, to be able to do. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, on the dirt side, the thing that, that we try to focus on is, you know, so we take that same approach, right, of using our notes and using, you know, I'm, I'm big on watching videos and in-car cameras when I can find them, things like that. But you start looking for trends rather than, individual you know characteristics right so it, you know your setup you might baseline the same way right but you know if you if you if you know it's been raining for three days before you go to a racetrack then obviously dry slick probably isn't in the cards at least until late in the night so you can kind of adjust to that but in your overall setup you you know like harold and i what we talk about all the time is a tuning package it's not it's not like pavement where it's a setup that that okay. gets you going and, and sets you up for the win. It's a package. You gotta you gotta have a package that you can go out there and hot lap with. That's close enough for me to figure the racetrack out, and me to get out and say, "All right, Harold, this is what we need." Like I need more side bite, more front end steer, whatever it is. Right? He can start using our tuning package that we create over races and races and races and races to get us a little bit closer. And then maybe qualifying is really good, but you know, we over adjusted. So that's, it's more about building a tuning package for certain types of racetracks or certain types of dirt. Whereas on the pavement side, it's a setup, right? Hickory is Hickory. All it's doing is getting more worn out, more rough, uh, and, you know, more paint. There's more grass growing through the cracks off the turn four. That's I, about I was, it. I was fixing to say, if it gets any more rough, they just gonna have to uh, <laughs> take four wheel drive trucks out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, it, I, I'm all for racetracks. You know, playing the character card. Nick has character, but we're. I feel like Hickory is beginning to push the limits of of character <laughs> yes. and just and just come Tearing apart. Stuff. But, you know, yeah. I say that. I say that, and it it still puts on some of the best racing in the south i think so maybe there maybe there is something to it we, we yeah. were walking on it um what was that last weekend yeah. and uh i come walking down the front straight away and tripped in a crack and that's how bad it was, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, we were up there for the easter bunny and whoo that's rough but um yeah but i know um talking about the tuning packages and this is another thing that me and sterling have because we're kind of like you we um me and sterling both kind of grew up more or less around the asphalt world. Um, my dad kept 
late model or late models for guys running over here at Florence Motor Speedway, and so did Sterling's dad. We uh, and that's how we grew up, and we grew up in that world also. And we have, you know, in the past, uh, kind of the same time you did almost started piddling in the dirt world more or less. Um, so you know, we've gotten into looking at stuff like that because we were kind of same way. I knew what went into setting up a uh, an asphalt car, um, but I know something that's got to be very challenging for y'all. And I saw this a lot at the uh, Dirt Nationals first time around there um, at Bristol. And um, but tire selection, you know, kind of on asphalt, you get you get what you get tire wise. Um, dirt is completely different tire right. game, and especially yeah. too, you know, <laughs> tell me this too, Joe. I mean, how many times did they work the track? I mean, we were up there at the Bristol Dirt Nationals, and and I mean, I think they worked it five times that day. So. You get used to something, and then they change it again and change it again. So we saw a lot of guys down there on the grid getting ready for the main, and they were everybody was looking at each other's tire selection and just shaking their head. And, you know, I mean, so yeah, explain that a little bit. It's uh yeah, it's funny because the best way I can explain it is like this: when we were when we were truck racing, you know, obviously it's NASCAR, so that's all you know, technology wise, it's it's up there, um, and you know, you would get tire data from Goodyear. So before you left the shop, you knew how much front toe to run. You knew what your caster and your camber settings needed to be, uh, what your slip angle of the tire was for optimum grip for both front tires, uh, what the compound was, what the sidewall construction was. You had all this data, like tons of data. And so you knew about that tire, but that was it. There was no choice. That was your tire. Here's all the information. Now we're dirt racing where you can pick God knows how many different tires (laughs) with so many different compounds. And then they make compounds that are a little bit wider and some that are quick fire and some that are a slow fire, I guess. I don't know. Um, But you get all these different compounds, but you don't know anything about the tire. It's here's a tire. This is the right. This is the left. Here's a chalk (laughs) mark. That's completely wrong. (laughs) but it it's it's so funny because it's it's so much the tire is so much more important on dirt uh compared to again like all that information that we would get in nascar it's great but it's it to some extent it doesn't matter because it's not like we have another choice you know you use it all and obviously there's a lot of things you can do with it but it's not it's you're not looking at that information going gosh you know this tire would really be better in dirt racing, it's like you're trusting the guy with the chalk mark, putting it on the rim, hoping to God that it grows to the size that it's supposed to grow to. <laughs> yeah, good luck. And and you're picking soft, medium, or hard basically, and then and then you gotta get your grooving iron out and and, and try to come up with some pattern that's gonna give you the right kind of edges or you know, the right kind of block integrity that, that you need to, to go fast. And then your crew chief puts too much extended load in the left rear and ruins the whole day anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's funny because like I said, it's the place that you need that kind of information would be dirt racing. Um, but it's, you know, again, to, to get all that is millions and millions of dollars, which I believe me, I don't want to be paying $400 a tire for a dirt yeah. car. Uh, yeah. I'm good with what we got at 140 or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. so, right. Uh, but but yeah, that's kind of my view of it. Is 
is it is so important. Um, you know, Bristol was a different animal. It was all about, uh, like I mentioned, block integrity. So you couldn't, even if it was muddy, you couldn't cut the tire up to to get it to clean into the mud because there's so much load and so much speed that it was just pulling the blocks all around and trying to rip them off the tire. Wow. wow. So uh, the Bristol, the Dirt Nationals, when we were when it was kind of an open tire rule, we were running on uh, crate 55 right rears and crate 21. I think they were like a steer tire, but you know something similar to an LM uh, block pattern and not really cutting them all that much. We were doing some different sipes to, you know, try to get some clean edges for restarts and stuff like that. But uh, it was really like the opposite of how we would normally get our tires together. Uh, And then, you know, with the World Outlaws race, we were on LMs, which I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just in my head or what, but I'm not very good with those tires period (laughs) um but it was same kind of thing you know it was all about block integrity um making sure you could get heat out of the block um, and not letting it blister because it's just so much load compared to anywhere that we've ever run yeah exactly well i mean to me it seems like and i know there's a lot of smart people in nascar and all that by all means uh but it seems like the, the the from the engineering aspect and crew chief aspect is is so much more involved in, in the dirt world to me because um, there's so many different variables that you had to look at. I mean, like you just said, the track changes, tire changes, whatever. There's so many things involved. That's, that's a lot to keep up with. It is. And that's, you know, I think that takes you right back to that tuning package mentality is there is so many variables. There is so many things to keep track of rather than trying to perfect every single one like we would in the pavement world you just got to get a ballpark you know you you know you got to be you got to be close enough because that's the other thing about dirt the driver uh can can make or break what you got you know you can take the perfect car put it in the wrong lane and you look like me (laughs) um so it's it's all about basically when you send, you know, when you send your driver out there for a dirt race, it's basically, okay, here's, here's the box you got to work in. Hopefully that box matches the box that the racetrack is going to give us. And you can just drive all over that box. Otherwise, however, them two boxes are offset is what gives you a car that only runs around the bottom in the black or only runs around the top chasing the cushion, you know, the the more lined up those two boxes are, the more versatile of a car that you're going to have in the race, as long as the driver knows how to make it work in those kind of conditions. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I think me and Sterling have now been to school. Hey, I love it. That's, that's <laughs> what we're it. here for, man. I love it. I love I it. I do, too. That is, this is awesome. And uh, so everybody out there, y- y'all be uh, y'all might as well go ahead and say, say hello to the uh, – the new uh, another uh, part-time co-host here. You're going to hear him a lot on it here. And um Mr. Joey Colter here and man, this has been fun. Um so well, a couple more little things. Uh what what you uh what you looking at next? What's your next run? Uh well, we're going to I think we're going to take a few weeks off on the dirt side and get things cleaned up. I know our our, our truck needs some servicing and little things like that. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to get that stuff cleaned up and turn around. Hopefully, 
uh, I'll get back over to the Carolinas and, and do a little bit of testing with the pavement stuff and hopefully uh, go pick up a, a, a CRA or a Cars Tour race or something like that and get some pavement racing in uh, here over the next month and uh, and go from there. There you go. Well, Sweet. hopefully uh, you know, we, we might be lining something up and catch you out there and uh, hopefully... Hopefully, uh, get another another win on some asphalt. Uh, you, you're uh, they always say you're only as good as your last race. Well, your last asphalt race was pretty daggone good. So, uh, so it looked yeah, pretty good. Yeah, for that. I better hurry up and do something because my last race period was uh, not so good. I need to jump on i racing or something. Go <laughs> there, run some street. There spot. we go. There yeah. we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, cool deal, man. Well, before before we get off, uh, who all do you want to uh, you know? Think that's on the car this year. Who all's on there? Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, SRI, PSC Brakes, uh, Draco Springs. That's an awesome partnership, kind of all based out of the same building, which, uh, you know, the, those are – it's hard to beat those those components as far as utility. <laughs> you know, they've uh, – it's been an awesome, awesome long-time partnership uh, for us and uh, getting more involved, uh, you know, got – that's why that's why I'm talking to you guys because of that partnership. So that's uh, that's exciting. And uh, Simpson Race Products, Stilo Helmets, uh, Molecule, uh, those, those that whole crew has been with me for a long time. And uh, that's the only reason I, my dirt suits still look like they do because trust me, when you run in the back like I have, they get really <laughs> dirty. Um, but uh, and then you know just the whole the whole crew. I mean Harold's. Harold's worked his tail off the past the past few years. Doesn't 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 take vacation time unless I make him, and uh, whether I show it or not, always always brings us a, a really really nice, really well prepared race car, um, and uh, doesn't get too upset when when uh, Matthew or I don't quite get the job done. So, uh, and then uh, obviously my wife for putting up with everything. We got two two little girls now. And uh, she still uh, still goes to the races with us and has as much fun as family, which is which is cool. That's a big deal to me too. So, That's awesome. uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of people I'm forgetting at the moment, but it's a uh, it's a great group and and it's it's a pleasure to 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 keep things going and it's awesome to be a part of it all. Good deal, buddy. Well, thank you so much again for coming on here and spend some time with us. And uh, go ahead and thank you now because uh, we're gonna be spending some more time together on here throughout the year. And um, it's been fun. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. this. is gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, we can next next time we talk, we're we're talking about some good results, and I can do a little explaining on how you learn from those rather than how you what you learn from running terrible. There you go. There you go. I believe it's gonna happen, man. It's definitely gonna happen. Well, cool deal, man. Well, like I said again, thank you so much for your time and uh. And can't wait to talk to you again. Yep, thanks. You guys have a, a great afternoon. Yeah, you too, bud. It's really cool to have Joey Colter come on here. And like I said, there, guys, he's going to be a staple on the show for this year. Well, just for the foreseeable future, we'll put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's man. cool to have a have a relationship with him and and um and his guys too that he's he's trying to help develop their careers and. We'll be talking with a lot with with Joey more. We'll be talking with his guys. Be talking with uh more of the people at SRI. You know, with that 
with that relationship and uh it's daily building that so it's cool to be around good people yeah it definitely is and you know and and, and really you know for all the fans listening being able to, to get that that aspect and, and understand the setup side of it and you know the what all is involved in in preparing and getting to the racetrack and how that proceeds through and you know that's it's, it's some good stuff to definitely be able to see that side of it too not just watching the race definitely so definitely so and we uh, again we really appreciate joey coming on here and taking time with us like he's going to be doing throughout the year after his races and uh we'll be learning a whole lot more from joey because he's a he's a smart guy he really is so uh can't wait to have him on here some more um but now going back into bristol um it was a uh exciting weekend up there from everything i saw first of all the biggest thing you know joey said he had a rough weekend i'm gonna tell you other than winning the modified race on sunday um i don't think he had quite as rough a weekend as kyle strickler had no i don't think he did either well kyle's weekend started off great you know yeah, start off wonderful setting fast time i think track record uh there and it went downhill the, from like, there and uh yeah run his heat and was light i believe had to start in the back yeah and was rolling coming up through there and no, no 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 he was getting lapped okay yeah <laughs> i he was, was right behind jimmy well he was right the video yeah he was right behind jimmy yeah after, after he got lapped <laughs> well hate that for him especially <laughs> when the left rear comes off jimmy's car and he you know catapults over top of it that don't help now no rolled the car up the bank and uh i hadn't talked with him i need to talk with him see if see how bad the car is but i know he told him on dirt dirt vision there that uh pretty sure he uh destroyed a brand new race car because that was a brand new longhorn chassis yeah just got to put together i sure hate that and man that's ah, that's that's terrible they put a lot of work in getting that thing ready to go and hate to see that happen yeah for sure um but jimmy owens also had a rough night there uh obviously the left rear coming off of it put him in the back so um after some more racing and racing and racing there um few uh i'm gonna tell you what they tore it from cars there on practice day though too yeah they did there was a sure lot did. of pictures of uh pictures of cars in the wall and stuff oh uh, something something new come on guy we've talked talked to on here before all of a sudden switched up rides we had heard some rumors about this possibly happening um and all of a sudden it came about right before literally a few hours for trailers pulled in at 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 bristol's when the announcement came out anyway um ross bells out of big frog motorsports moving on over there to uh to the guys billy hicks hicks and them running their longhorn which he has already won a race with over at uh right at lakeview yep sure did that so, did well in that car that's a good car and then went sure. out there in hot laps and was right up top in hot laps with that yep. car so I, I think it's a good move for him i really do yeah i, I mean say a lateral move or not i don't know but I, I think they got their equipment figured out a little better right now i say so um you know i'd like to see ross do well and um i think that's gonna be a, a good car for him to do it in yeah i do too that's a that's a good ride and it's really i don't know that's funny because that's a ride that i don't know why they're good i mean 
obviously smart people with it. Um, but it's a very small team. Yep. Um, they got they got good equipment, obviously. Um, but it just apparently fits his style more. And, and we've seen that same thing with Kyle Strickler um, when he went over to the PCC ride and they were running rockets. Um, he almost couldn't get out of his own way. Right. Um, and we know rockets are fast. <laughs> obviously, Josh Richards won Friday night at Bristol. We know rockets are fast, but it didn't suit Strickler's driving style. I don't think that rocket really ever suited Ross Bell's driving style. Um, so he uh, moved over to this Longhorn and uh, <clears throat> really seems to suit his driving style a whole lot better, apparently. Yeah, I think it definitely will. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, it, for whatever reason, it seems like here lately, the the as far as more consistency, I've seen that in more than Longhorns for sure. Yeah. Than than the Rockets here of late. So, um, wishing the best of luck and and uh, hopefully he can perform well. For sure. But uh, but like I just said, Josh Richards scored him a win Friday night at uh at um Bristol in the bash there. Um, invite only race. Uh, like you just heard Joey Coulter talk about. Uh, twenty nine cars there. Um. I don't really understand why it's invite only. Well, I don't being either. That being that they're only running two classes. I don't either, but I, my opinion, if you're going to invite only, start the whole invite Yeah. in the main. You know, if Especially you're gonna, on a track that big. Right. If you're going to invite 29, start 29, because they made the effort to come, you know, regardless of invite or not, they made the effort to come, and if you're only going to have that many cars, start that many cars well, if you're going to limit I think they invited a couple more because I know Michael Brown was invited and he originally was going to go, but he decided not to. Um, I know also Chris Ferguson. Chris Ferguson, um, for whatever reason. He was actually there. He drove the pace truck on Sunday. Right. Uh, I guess to, uh, probably had to do some stuff with the car and stuff like that. Um, so I guess it just wouldn't as a uh, – being that he's not on the tour there, the chances uh, – probably the chances of tearing stuff up or blowing a motor there. We're probably yeah, that, not not as mm, worth the risk. Right. That 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 track's rough on on the equipment for sure. We saw that firsthand, and and <laughs> when you uh when you spin it out there is a whole lot different spinning it out at uh Cherokee or something for sure. So, you. um, but anyway, you know, it was it, I, I love seeing it there. I mean, it puts on good racing. Uh, like Joey said, track was totally different. Um. You know, I, I really felt like a lot of these guys, especially, you know, the, the people that were invited, would, would use the first uh, trip there to, to learn a lot and get a lot of notes, as, as Joey did, and uh, it didn't, didn't work out too good. Nope, it didn't. But as, uh, as old Harry Gant used to say, that's racing. And I guess it probably wouldn't be much fun if it, did, if, if it didn't make you work every now and then. Yeah, for sure, and you know, I, I that's the that's the part like like Joy was saying too. I, that's the, I love about dirt racing is there's so much more to it. Is you know, like we just said last week, you know, take it not taking anything away from from Derek Griffith and those guys, but you know, they got their stuff together. They know what they're doing very well, and when they leave Definitely. the shop, I mean that that car is ready. I mean, one hundred percent, and I mean, you know. They're on top of their game in the asphalt world for sure. Now, you know, I think it's just it just separates so much more. There's so many different aspects in, involved in, in in running super late models and dirt. So, um, 
anyway, it's really cool to see that. But um, rain again on Saturday, man. Everywhere. 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 Here. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, it looked like a hurricane coming across the coming across the the northeast. I'm gonna tell you, we uh we had a wedding to do, and uh, <laughs> I was just, I was thinking when we got there. They already had some flower arrangements and uh, some vases and some pictures and stuff like that put up around the reception area, which was actually uh, it's like a like a pole barn kind of sort. It, yeah, kind of a pole barn. It's open on the sides. They had some covers kind of on the sides, but the wind was blowing so hard it uh it was knocking everything down. There was glass shattering. There was all kind of stuff, and uh, it was like it would come and it would go. It would come and go. Yeah. But at Bristol and at uh Martinsville and everywhere else in between, it did nothing but rain. Um yeah. they they got to race in over at Lakeview, I saw that. Um that's about it. But Bristol, so uh rained on Saturday. They pushed the race back to Sunday. Um, like I just said. Fergie was up there driving a the pace truck for him. <laughs> I guess he was bored at the house. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, oh, uh, Devin Moran got out there and took him home a win. Won the uh, $20,000 from Bristol. I, I don't understand that. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. that I don't understand that. How can you get a non-sanctioned event put up there yes you got a lot more people there because you didn't do it invite only you limited them but you limit was a whole lot more how you gonna do a non-sanctioned event and pay was it fifty thousand dollars yeah fifty and then you turn around and have a sanctioned event like the world of outlaws and you're only gonna pay twenty thousand dollars yeah i don't know man i don't know i guess that's all in the promotion deal of it but um, you know, and, and, and it's the first year of it too, so it kind of was all thrown together, it seemed like. But maybe next year when they plan it out, they got time to plan it and prepare it. Maybe that will be one of the bigger World of Outlaw races next year, and maybe it won't be invitation only. Maybe there'll be 100 cars there. You know, I don't know. Um, but I think a lot of people learned this year, and, and it, I'm, I'm scared it's going to hurt that race because there was so much equipment tore up. You yeah. know, a lot of guys may say, you know what, I ain't even, I ain't even taking my equipment up there. I'm not taking that chance. It's not worth it. And you know, that could easily happen. So we'll see. I don't know, man. But you know, if 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 you pay, they'll come. Regardless, if you if you put up a hundred grand to win, they'll be there. They Promise. will be there. For sure, they definitely will. Um, like I said, Devin Moran took that win home on Sunday. Um, yep. good for him. He hadn't won a whole lot of big races yet. He's he's come on here in the past couple of years and right and and took home some races, but that's, that's probably his biggest one he's taken home as of yet. Yeah, for sure. Well, so. one one place that didn't rain um, Saturday, fortunately, um, was Thompson Speedway, and uh, for the icebreaker, big icebreaker weekend there, that was pretty cool. That our like I said last week, we talked Derek and. They were planning on headed up there, and uh, I'd be dog if he didn't do it again, man. I seen I seen him my uh, <laughs> Saturday after I saw he won. I seen him a little gift thing, or whatever you call them things on the phone, the little short videos. Are they, are they gifts? Or are they gifs? 
I have no idea. You're, you're asking the wrong dude. I, I don't know. All right, I need to put up a poll. Is it a gif or a gif? How do you, but I would spell his name, so how would you know? <laughs> 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 oh, but anyway, I see a little thing saying, you know, the, the song, uh, All I Do Is Win, Win, Win. Oh, good Lord, dude. Three three Damn wins. What? 30 grand. Hey, he, well, and you you move it back to February, too. I mean, he just, I mean, he's just winning. He's winning yeah. everywhere he goes right now. That is awesome for them, man. They they are doing exceptional. They got their set up, their their packaging cars and whatever. <laughs> they got it figured out, and I love to see it, man. That's awesome. They got them furies apparently furious because they out there killing everybody. Yeah, they need they need they need to add some letters and take one off and change the name on that <laughs> car because it is uh it's it's hard to beat for sure. So anyway, hats off to them guys. It's really cool for them to continue that and looking forward to them keeping that up for sure as they go on. Uh yeah, that's so cool, so cool to see him and uh, <laughs> it, it, like we talked about last week, um, Landon told me he said I saw Derek one, that's awesome. So yep, that's yep. really cool to see. Uh, see the kids getting into it a little more there. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's always good when they can be attached to it, and it uh, it, it makes us feel good inside. That's for sure, you know. So that's that's cool. But I know they, I know Derek and all them love that too. So. Um, definitely again hats off to those those guys and um we're looking forward to seeing him again soon. But uh so the race started in Martinsville and the Xfinity race. It started Saturday. I think it ran ninety ninety one laps, something like yep. that. Um didn't get to see any of it, unfortunately. Um but Watch some replays. Yeah, well the 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 good thing was that the whole deal, they 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 ran it Sunday and uh somebody we've been following for a long time in the short track world that's that's got his chance to go up and Run uh, with Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity car. Um, got his break, man, and got him a win. Oh, Josh Berry, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool because he's a, he's a good guy. Um, we've talked to him at some tracks and stuff before, and he's a real good guy, real down-to-earth guy. And I mean, just just like a late model short track driver. I mean, that's right. what he is because that's what he's done forever. And so uh, it's been really good to – it's really good to see that. Really good. Glad that happened. Um, I know he's already had a couple sponsorship offers since Sweet. the win yesterday. So uh, I'd love to see. There's no reason. I don't know. I know he's missed a couple races because um, of the schedule-wise. But, man, I'd love to see him be able to get in something good for the rest of the year. Being he's got a win now, he could – Easily go run for a championship. Yeah, well, I think I, I really think that's what Junior wants. I mean, he's he's pretty loyal to to Josh, and I mean, you know, he, or either maybe Josh is loyal to him. I mean, maybe Josh has had opportunities to go other places and didn't want to didn't want to leave there. I, I don't know. You know, maybe he's satisfied just running late models and doing what he can when he can, and um, doesn't want to commit to a full time you know NASCAR ride. I don't know, but. Um, the 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 important thing is is you know I've always thought when I when I heard this year he's gonna get that ride that chance I always thought he had definitely had the uh, the talent to do it and I'm glad he glad he showed that off for sure um, I, I just think it'd be cool if maybe there's a uh, maybe a uh, Hendrick Motorsports Xfinity team all of a sudden pop up you know hey you never know it could happen hey or there could be a Junior Motorsports Cup car next year. That is a possibility. He's, he's, so you never know. They've kind of mentioned a few things about that, and I'm gonna tell you, if a cup, if a 
owner of any sorts wants to get into cup season, it looks like next year or from next year into the foreseeable future, that's the time to do it. Um, everybody, all these owners are saying this new car is really going to help them out and, you know, make everybody competitive. It's bringing it, going to bring it back. They're all saying it's going to bring it back into your driver's hands. Which, I sure hope so. And if that's the case, I better watch out for Kyle Larson. Yes, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, so if Junior had him a cup ride out there, that'd be a that'd be a pretty cool deal. Cause I could see somebody like uh, I don't know. I could see a Noah Gregson moving back up, but I really could see a Justin Allgaier getting back into the Cup Series. Yeah, I don't know. You know. That's kind of going back to the who's got the most sponsorship money kind of deal. Oh yeah, um, I mean, still that, but but it, it, I guess just in my mind, you know, they're saying it's a drivers drivers game gonna be more of a drivers game with this car. If you're looking at right. that, if you're looking at that aspect and taking the sponsorship out of it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Then, yeah, that 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 would definitely be the way to go for sure. Um, which isn't going to happen, but you know. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. But uh, but that's gonna be neat to see and. Um, you know, seeing that across the board being a little more uh, competitive throughout the field, that's going to be neat. So, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Who knows? But, uh, again, congratulations to Josh Berry on getting his win there, and uh, hopefully that helps him. I know it's going to help him in a big way regardless of where he goes from here, but I know it'll help him, and I know that that was probably a big relief for him, too, to be able to get that. So, um, And then after that, the uh, old cup race started up pretty late. Um in the day, I think four o'clock somewhere along in there, and I didn't get to see much of that either. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I saw Martin Truex got him another win for twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if I'm just jaded to it anymore or something like, or maybe I just maybe I have a negative outlook. I don't, maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. I don't know. Well, it's just a different type of racing. It's a different type of. I mean, you know, it's what what we get into. What. What excites us on the racetrack isn't what we're seeing right now no. in in that car, and you know we've talked about that many times. I mean that's that's a broken record, really. But um, you know we 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 know and everybody knows that there's something new coming, and um, whether we like the car or not, whether it's whether it looks like a stock car or not, whatever. But if it's if it's more driver demanding. That's what I want to see, and and I think it'll make make for a lot better racing on in, in the Cup Series. Well, it already uh, showed something to me. They had it was it last week, week four. I know I showed you the pictures. They had the new car, the next gen ride over at Darlington, doing a couple of days of tire testing with it, and uh, spun out spun it out by herself. Oh, uh, yeah, Tyler Tyler Reddick spun it out and backed her into the fence. That is something that does not happen with these new with these cars they got now. They they will not spin out hardly. Not not without help, that's for sure. Um, and man, I don't I don't I'm kind of figuring want to know what's up with the rear end now because the camber they had in the right rear of that car was insane. It's crazy. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't know how they're. I don't know. Looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty wild, and uh, also. This is one thing, I, I don't know, I guess I'm just old school. They showed an in-car camera of him driving around Darlington. There was no rear-view mirror in the car. It's a digital mirror. It had a TV screen. 
Yeah, it's a digital, digital mirror. Digital back mirror. Camera. We call that a camera and TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the highfalutin way is a digital mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, yeah a that's backup, the, it's a backup camera that's on all the time. Yeah, that's essentially exactly what it is. It's going to be totally different. And it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we always talk about we don't like chain. We like old school. We like. I think this. it's just too much at once. It may be. It, it, and that may be what it is. But, um, I don't know, man. It's just to me, it's, it's going to be like a sports car. It's going to be like the sports car V eight supercar, right? It's going to be exactly kind of what it is. But again, I can overlook all that if it makes for better racing on the track. And you know, they they can hopefully get back to driver demanding more than aero demanding. You know, I, I we don't like seeing that, and especially at at, at Martinsville, there's aero that you got to worry about. It's just, good Lord, are you kidding me? Um, but it'll be good. Uh, hopefully, we'll be positive. Hopefully, maybe uh, <laughs> draw some people back to the uh, to the, to, to the NASCAR world and, um, because i tell you what, I think they're losing a lot of them to the dirt side of it right now. For sure. So anyway, yeah, Martin Truex Jr. won it. The end. <laughs> yeah, the end. I Sorry it about that. It wasn't about. a great of a race from what I saw. I, mean, well, I know he's. I think. I think ride, Martin's ride, won. Ride. I think Martin's won three of the last four there at Martinsville, so he's got to figure it out. Yeah, he does. Um, so this week, guys, we already kind of talked about SRI there with Joey Calder. Um, but I just want to tell them thank you again, uh, especially Randy Keene over there for uh, helping us set up set up deal with uh with Joey. Um, that was really cool. Um. Appreciate him a whole lot. Appreciate what they do over there, especially, uh, like Joey said, um, all of SRI performance. First of all, uh, he runs PFC brakes, which Randy's the man on. Uh, any any brake needs you have, call Randy Keene, call SRI performance. They can set you up with the best stopping system out there. Um, Draco Springs, as Joey said, um, them purple springs you won't you won't get no better springs that's it out there so uh yeah also stock car steel and aluminum um appreciate them guys too um earl ramey racing engines want to throw earl's name out here man let me tell you something again this weekend just as i've been saying the past few weekends there was there weren't many races because like i said a lot of them got rained out but guess what the races there was guess what won earl ramey racing engines earl ramey racing crate engine Hey, that's every week, man. You know that he, it, that's that's where it's at. One hundred percent. He's got the best of the best. Definitely so. And uh, guys, so if you need uh any engine, I, I saw he was putting together a a sprint car motor. I don't, I don't know if it was three sixty or four ten. He was putting together one of them the other day. Um, super motor to go a, a big block modified. It don't matter. Um, you know our, he takes care of our boys. Uh. Derek McGrew and all them up there uh, Derek, uh, uh, in the New York area with all them big block modifieds starting up. Earl knows all about them, too. So whatever y'all need, y'all give Earl Ramey a call at Earl Ramey Racing Engines. And when you get your car set up, book you some time on this chassis dyno. That'll tell you a whole, whole lot about your car. Tell you how to transfer the, the most amount of horsepower you can from the motor to the rear tires. And uh, make it usable. <sighs> so, what other racing we got this week? 
I don't know, man. I think, well, from what we saw and what we were around, that's about it. I know Lakeview ran. Um, I thought our buddy Trent was going over there, but he didn't end up going over there. No, he must still be working or something. He, didn't, he probably he didn't was. He's probably down the beach, like he said. Yeah, probably. Yeah, tell him where he was. Uh, something pretty cool, though. I finally got uh, some video edited today. Yes. Cool and stuff. And put up on YouTube and all that fun stuff um, of our in-car cameras from Trent's ride at Friendship Motor Speedway last weekend in the Carolina Clash Super Late Model Series. So y'all go to our uh, YouTube page and um, check it out because that was a uh, that was pretty cool, pretty good footage. Um, yeah, definitely. So uh, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. I'm trying to remember who won over at uh, Lakeview. It was Dustin Mitchell. That's right. Congratulations to Dustin Mitchell winning in the Ultimate Super Late Model Series over at uh. At Lakeview. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that was a pretty good turnout for them, from what I saw. And uh, um, Matthew Nance was over there, as Joey was saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> started up front and drove it down in there and spun out right in front of the whole field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. He, he was trying. He, he was, was trying. trying. Give him that. He was trying. So that's that's good there. But, uh, but it, again, for our local stuff here around us, Lakeview's not too far, so – Again, really glad to see Lakeview putting a lot of stuff up and and um, getting a lot of these series to come over there and, and run. Man, that's that is really cool. And it seems like they're growing more and more over there every uh, every week. They they have something else, so that is cool. And Speed Fifty One being partnered up with them, that's neat too. So um, um, definitely go check out Lakeview for sure. Um, I know this weekend, guys. Uh, Florence Motor Speedway will be back in action over here for their weekly weekly stuff so uh who knows where we might end up this weekend or if we end up at any we might end up on a boat who knows there ain't no telling that is very possible i'm going <laughs> to tell you that it's been too long i gotta i gotta have my my, my boat fixed now as, as, long, as long as the wind ain't blowing 40 mile an hour again or having you know 20, 20, 10 to 20 foot swells as you yeah said. <laughs> yeah i had that i had that confused yeah yeah but uh yeah hopefully we can get out there and uh hope everybody can enjoy the springtime while it lasts you know for about two weeks because uh before you know it, it's going to be um, 100 degrees. Well, I'm going to tell you, I walked outside, was it yesterday? And I was like, good Lord, it's, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it'll get there quick, that's for sure. But uh, but I enjoy it. I'm glad we got we got sunlight still now. It's nice in the evening. That's good to have. And uh, everything's growing and blooming and nice, uh, comfortable weather out. So that's good, man. Everybody wants to get out and go to the racetrack and, or go wherever, the beach, whoever, whatever. It's, that's cool to be able to do that. So, uh Hope everybody's enjoying the spring. For sure. Well, guys, again, want to thank everybody who comes on here and helps us. Um, like I said, SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Uh, also, Forward Bite Apparel. Y'all go check them out. Uh, get all your uh, cool racing swag there, as they say. Uh, they got more than just just shirts and stuff they also have some uh cool visor stickers for your helmets uh koozies we got some right here um a little bit of everything um so uh y'all head over to forward bite and uh get you some of that checkered the race hub y'all go check checkered out they um it's cool racing social media as i tell y'all every week uh it's growing 
They have reformatted it now. It looks great. Um, nothing but racing on this on this uh, platform there. It's, it's great to see. Uh, it's, it's growing. It's getting bigger and bigger. Going to have some. Uh, Going to start doing some TV stuff on there. I know they've talked about. They even got up there uh, checkered TV. Um, so it's cool to see what's happening in the future with with checkered. Uh, R Max Solutions. All you race guys who have some uh, fab shops or just fab uh, um, machines, basically in your shop, um, check out R Max Solutions. They can hook you up with anything you need to fix, repair, replace, um, buy new any of those fab machines, basically. Um, any parts you need for them, they can. Uh, they deal with about every brand out there. So give them a call. They will hook you up. Oh, what else we got? Man, I think that's about it. That was a good good show for sure. We really appreciate Joey calling in here and looking forward to uh, continuing that our relationship with him and uh, getting to the track and hanging out and getting some cars uh, cameras in his car and uh, getting to know him a little more. It's pretty cool. But uh, definitely everybody go check out Joey and follow him, like him, whatever on facebook and all the other things there and um you never know where you'll see him you might see him on a dirt track you might see him over here running a modified here in florence you don't never know so uh keep up with him and um if he's around go check him out really cool dude that fits us perfect don't it because we don't know where we're gonna be either <laughs> that's right <laughs> well cool guys well we uh I guess we're going to get out of here this week, and we appreciate y'all hanging out with us, and uh, come check us out again next week. Also, be sure to go check out our website, getting some stuff on there. I'll be working on it, getting some videos and pictures and all that good stuff on there. Um, it is, y'all get out a pen. Just let me know. Go <laughs> ahead. I'll give you a second. Get a pen and a notepad. All right, y'all ready? Here it goes. www.chickenbonealleypodcast.com dot com not too bad not too bad it's long but you can remember it. it's easy to remember yeah pretty sure you can figure it out now <laughs> y'all go check it out we got some cool stuff on there more coming up um on there which is get just kind of getting it up and running uh we're gonna be adding more and more on there so y'all go check it out uh please go uh on our our youtube page especially we just put a new video up like i said trent ivy's in car from friendship motor speedway uh Give us a like, subscribe, all that cool jazz on there so we can, uh, we we like to be able to go live on whatever platform that we're on because we, you never know when we're going to do that at the track. Um, sometimes it works out good on Facebook, sometimes it works out good on YouTube, but uh, we can't do it yet on YouTube because YouTube, you have to have so many subscribers. We don't have that many subscribers yet. That's right. So go in there, log on on your son or your daughter's name or whoever's whatever. name. Just, just subscribe. Just subscribe. Just go on and do it. We won't tell nobody. Just do it. There ain't gonna be nothing bad on there anyway. So no, no. So it might be a Hooters. That's about the worst spot we're gonna be. If it's a bad spot, I say it's not a bad spot. I, uh, I fix say it's not bad, is it? <laughs> not in my balls, it's not. <laughs> All right then. Well, I reckon, guys, we will be talking with y'all soon. Later. Later.